0: This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Hard Mark Podcast. My name is Eric Donaldson, and I'm the host of this fine, fine program. And with me, as always, is the man of a thousand compliments. You may also know him as the Soul Skater the Mater D of Matt Drama. Perhaps you've seen him out on the shores of Tampa Bay, as he is the Tampa Bay topsider. You may think think of him mostly as the talent. He's Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. Ryan, how you doing today?
1: I'm I'm good. Every every time I hear like all those names, I just like I, I just perk up, you know.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I've had I'm not going to get into it, but I've had a rough day. We talked a little bit off air about it. I'm glad to be talking about some wrestling and to seeing you drink whatever beer it is that you're drinking and yeah. uh, just hang out socially for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agreed. I, I was ready for this. A long day, <laughs> too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just- uh, this is another another digital Skype edition of the Hard Mark podcast. Thanks, everybody, for streaming, downloading, doing whatever you need to do Be a spotify or or any other really cool platforms that you use to listen to your favorite podcasts the chances are we're there we were supposed to record this uh last week we had we had some time set aside and i know you had a problem i I guess Uh before we get into your boat problem um i just (laughs) want to i'm curious because this is a thought that crossed my mind but i figure you know what we'll just save it is this an actual interesting problem?
1: <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's, it's it's like if you're expecting a story, it's not. Um, so, uh, good call on um, coming through and kind of filtering the content out first. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fixed. Okay. It's fixed. It's, it's okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was a boat problem, but it what it was it was a trailer problem with the boat oh yeah
0: i hate i hate trailer boat problems
1: i um i stuck my trailer actually this part's kind of interesting
0: you better be (laughs)
1: um i i took my boat out to flowing lake and i went out had a great day amazing launch everyone was Watching me launch off—that's a big deal. I don't know if you've like launched a boat or docked a boat, but everyone there was like thirty people on the dock watching me, and I like beautifully launched off, and everyone clapped and cheered. And um, and I, then I, I think I've never I've never launched it, a boat before. I wish I recorded it or something. It's amazing. Then okay. Anyway, um, so what happened was I when I put the boat back in to take the boat or the trailer back in to take the boat out, I stuck it underneath the dock. Um, so like the wheel was stuck under the dock. I had like in my cars hooked up to it and I couldn't get it out, and um, there was no reason for me to put it that close to the dock, but I did it. And then this guy, just this big, like, redneck guy with his family camping, like. Fishing off the dock, like comes and he's like, Oh, you know, like, what did you do? Like, you know, and I'm like, Well, I, you know, I stuck my you know, trailer under the dock. As you can see, I can't move my car out now. I can't get the boat. And this guy, like, comes up and jacks the entire dock up with my little Subaru jack enough mm-hmm. to, like, move the trailer outside of it. But I did destroy the, like, the, the taillights and the wheel well of the trailer i had to fix that before i took greta's dad out on the boat um and that was the urgent uh boat issue that i was facing um well i'm sure i mean there's a lot of cross-pollination with pro
0: wrestling people who listen to pro wrestling podcasts boat owners and lawn care maintenance aficionados so i feel like we're ticking all the boxes right now so this this is good but it's all fixed now you got it you got it resolved
1: I did get it resolved. Yeah, um, that was that was. I had to go on Friday night because we went fishing on Saturday. So, um, but um, it was just boat owners and boat launchers and boat people are just like the nicest people ever. I just you know I'll make that statement on here. Um, and this guy is that a tear in your eye? Oh no, I'm not. Almost a little bit, like. This guy comes up and just like jacks the he's like in the water like, you know, like it's it's six o'clock. It's not like terribly warm water or anything. He's like in there just like helping me get this out. He's got the whole dock jacked up on my car jack, like helping me get this thing out. And it it was just this huge, like it probably took like an hour. It's this big feat. Everyone on the dock is just like, you know, watching this whole thing go down and and uh what a what a guy. I'd like to buy him a beer or something but
0: Uh, let's pretend for a moment that i don't know anything about jacks or jacking does it take (laughs) a, a considerable amount of physical strength to to jack a dock
1: um it's just no like it doesn't like like it was probably this like the weight of a car maybe but you just don't jack up a dock every day right you can jack up a car but you don't jack up a dock right
0: I certainly don't jack a dock every day. You
1: don't. You just don't like see that. And to jack up the whole dock enough for me to pull the trailer out from where I got it stuck. And this guy had no like he was just there fishing with his family and just like, you know, came up and like did the, you know, because we tried to lift the dock at first and we couldn't do it. And I was like, I have a jack in my car. Maybe that will work. And like he just likes, you know, it just just a great team effort um, you know, I I'd love to give this guy a shout out, but I don't know his his name. I not that I should publicly put his stuff out, but you know, like I. I sure.
0: Well, I mean, it's in a, it's in a complimentary way. I don't think it's a defamation of character. You seem like you're borderline smitten with this gentleman.
1: I am. I am. Yeah, great guy. One of my favorite guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you know who who would who, you know who would probably else help somebody with Jack and a Doc. Who? Tim Duncan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had See a dream him. about Tim Duncan the other night. <laughs> to, to to be honest, I can't fully remember like what the dream was about, but like I it was absolutely Tim Duncan like on full display, uh, something about him and I I just I can't remember what it was, but it was um yeah, I mean it was a good dream. It wasn't like a you know shitty Tim Duncan dream, it was a good Tim Duncan dream. So,
0: okay. Well, good. well yeah. You, you, it wasn't a Tim Duncan nightmare. No, uh, was it a, no. Was it a Tim Duncan wet dream?
1: It was not a Tim Duncan wet dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. It, it was. And, and you know, I would, I would disclose that to our audience if it was. Yeah. What do you th-
0: do? You think that Tim Duncan was ever offered to do a pictorial in the body issue of ESPN?
1: What? Uh, well, that's. I guess this was my poster was like sports illustrated but like a like a like a swimsuit edition like
0: no i'm talking about the body issue you're not familiar with the body issue of espn is it like where like
1: these athletes get on and just like you know display their body like any any athlete well
0: what do you mean by display their body i'm gonna need you to clarify a little bit more
1: no there's like there is like it's just like it's just like like people with great bodies like and what do they do with these great (laughs) bodies ryan I'm just gonna send you a link to this. If you, like, I, I feel. I what know talk, what it what is. What you don't talking. need to. I want to know that you know what it is. Yeah. No, I know what it is. They're
0: naked, Ryan. Yeah. Just say naked. No, I. <laughs> They're nude athletes, covering their their uh, bathing suit areas, but everything else, like maybe you get some butt cheek, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, pro- like probably.
0: <laughs> no, it is. I'm not. No, I, 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 I'm not I, I, asking. Probably
1: got an offer, like.
0: okay got it yeah oh man you know what if i if the if the body issue existed in like 98 99 yeah can you imagine the premium for like a dual spread of duncan and robinson
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: it's like he was just muscle on top of muscle duncan was a little bit softer but he's got that baby face i think between the two of them could have really moved some issues as they say in the biz
1: yeah agreed <laughs> uh, no, hundred percent. That might have been like, like just the poster child of that whole like magazine is a Tim Duncan, David Robinson, like, um you know, spread. Uh, yeah, or like Shaq like and Tim. Kobe or something like that. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, but like, I'm just saying, Tim Duncan. I mean, you have those two. That's like holy shit, right? Like you. I.
0: Oh, oh, you call it an officer and a gentleman. And that's that tag. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the admiral. Did Tim Duncan have a nickname?
1: I think Tim Duncan was just enough. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't recall um, if he had a na- nickname. But, like, I know Tim Duncan, like, Tim Duncan, you know, like, in the NBA, like, I how that's such a basketball name anyway. Like you don't even need a nickname.
0: That's true. That they the, yeah, no, they never he never needed it because his last name was a nickname in and of itself. The Alamo I mean, that wasn't it. You you're saying that that could have been his nickname if he wanted it to go that been. route. I,
1: just, I I don't know. Like maybe like I mean, it has to be big. It has to be a bold yeah, yeah. big name for Tim Duncan. Big, yeah. bold. <laughs> so.
0: uh,
1: to, to go with his
0: big, bold body. I actually, as we're talking about this subject, I was not planning on discussing Tim Duncan here today. It just mm-hmm. uh, happened. But
1: as I usually. remember,
0: as it usually does, uh, eventually, the Hard Mark podcast will pivot away from pro wrestling and become an exclusive Tim Duncan slash late 90s San Antonio yes. Spurs <laughs> podcast. Yeah.
1: yeah, as it should. As I'm it should.
0: To
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Tony Parker gets some... Greatest guards of all this shit. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One other thing that uh, you and I have been in discussions while we're on this big sport. This is the sports episode. This is the big yeah. uh, sports edition. Unfortunately, we don't. Well, let me think. No, yeah. The people in the match aren't, aren't necessarily notable sports folk, but that's-, that's neither here nor there. Big sports episode here today. So yesterday, I know I messaged you um, about this question. You've had a day now to think it over. I asked you the question of what is, in your opinion, the least rewarding sport? And so I know what my answer is, but I want to get your take on this topic before we delve into it.
1: So I I did. I I thought about it today. Uh, Thanks for the heads up. So I don't know if this is an acceptable answer, but like it is hands down the least rewarding sport, in my opinion, um is uh cross country
0: okay all right go what what's uh what's the rationale behind this why it, why is'm well, I'm, I'm not saying no I just want to be sold
1: I just oh god <laughs> um I tried to I tried to run cross country like back in high school and it it just it went horribly um there's a lot of, <laughs> Okay, here's the gist of it. Like, I, I think, like, in a lot of sports, there's, like, instant gratification, uh, at least. Um, and I don't know, like, how, like... Running is awful, like, by itself, but, like, the fact that you're going up against, like, 10 different schools, and there's no chance you're going to finish anywhere near the top. Like, there's just... there I, it's There's no reward to it, in my opinion. Like, you're not going to get in, like... You know, the top five, you're, you're running around, you know, miles and miles. And, and, and you might like I think people in general are like, yeah, I'm getting a workout like I can come in like 30th place and like that's it. Um, So that would be like.
0: But can I. So let me just interject really quick. Yeah. But Cross country. That's just running, right?
1: Well, it's competing. You are competing. But yes, it's just running.
0: Like it's just running for a long distance as opposed to like a short sprint.
1: Correct. Like as opposed to like track and field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cross country. Cross country is not a, a, uh, an Olympic sport, right? Um,
1: hmm. I don't know, (laughs) uh, if it does fall in the Olympics.
0: Because it feels like the Olympics are more like Specialized sort of events. Cross country seems more general, where it's like, oh, you're just running um, for a while.
1: Okay, so is I don't that, know. That's just that, are you are you saying it's not an acceptable way? I had a backup answer to this, but um, I wasn't sure where you're going with the question. So,
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking up cro- now. I'm looking up cross country. Let's see. So, cross yeah. country running is a sport in which teams and individuals run a race on an open air course over natural terrain. Course, typically 4 to 12 kilometers, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it was in the Olympics from 1912 to 1924. Okay, so it was briefly in the Olympics. Got it.
1: So it's not anymore then.
0: <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been for a 100 years, yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, and, and good on them for getting that out of the Olympics. <laughs> no one would watch that shit. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I don't even know how long
0: a typical cross-country race would take, but I mean... I i, I ran front, it, like cross country, but for bicycles. And people love that.
1: Yeah. Uh this is I, I ran it in high school in my senior year and it was a disaster. Like we ended up getting kicked off the team. Um uh, but it it was the like there was no way like like in basketball, you could be bad and like maybe like shoot some baskets and like you know hits you know get some points you know or baseball like get some hits or like anything you can like a little bit of like of a reward to that sport. If you're not like good at cross country or if you're not even like really good at cross country, like there's no chance you're getting anything out of it. Um, that was the most like awful experience of my life.
0: Well, I didn't mean to to unearth these horrible memories for you, Ryan. I was, a, I was hoping this is going to be a fun conversation as opposed to traumatic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't traumatic. Well, it, it's just the it stupidest. Traumatic? It, you
0: describing it right now?
1: It's just, it's just the worst, most unrewarding sport. Um, what's of your all backup?
0: Time. What's what's the other answer you but, came uh, with?
1: So that's the thing. I was I was trying to I was trying to think and come up with like. I, I like sports in general. I think they're all pretty rewarding. I think like if I were to pick one that's like more of a major sport that's not as reward, I'd probably pick soccer. Okay. I think that I think you run around a lot and um there's like certain positions that are like you're maybe you're a midfielder, you don't score at all. Like I don't know where the reward comes in there. Where's other sports you can like kind of get into the action a little bit more. I, I, I've never been a fan of soccer. I've never been good at it. Playing, watching, any of it, I that would be my sport. I was trying to think of, like, other sports. <laughs> I didn't really come up with one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think soccer would be, like, my main, like, a major sport that I find the least rewarding. Um,
0: I think yeah. I have one that, that beats both of those.
1: Cross-country?
0: Yes, I think I think I have one that beats cross country, and, and here here here's my argument against the cross country one. Now, obviously, as we've established, it is not an Olympic sport, and has not been an Olympic sport for a really long time. But like, think of it like this: if somebody. Was the Michael Jordan of cross country? They would at least have some level of notoriety. Am, am I wrong in assuming that? Like the, that, this person would be like at least notable for. Well, that's a fairly impressive athletic feat.
1: I mean, yeah, that.
0: Yeah, like not necessarily. I don't. I'm not saying that they would be a household name necessarily, but they would at least have some sort of merit to what they're doing. They would be recognized as like, oh wow, that's a pretty, uh, pretty cool feat. That you're like the best cross country runner in the world because it takes a lot of endurance, a lot of stamina, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's a impressive feat that you're able to beat all these people. Okay. Uh, I was watching a documentary. I don't remember. I maybe Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, one of the two. I don't. Uh, whatever. You know, neither neither of those are sponsors. It doesn't actually matter. But uh, <laughs> I was watching you know, a documentary really? last night, and it was about uh, synchronized swimming. And that is my pick for the least rewarding sport uh, in, in all the world of sport.
1: And that's still an Olympic sport? You might be.
0: I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, I, I don't think that the Olympics is necessarily like the uh, be-all, end-all of is this legitimate or not, but I think that it is. Let's find I out. Would,
1: I would rather watch, I think, synchronized swimming and participate in that uh as opposed to cross-country. Just so you get my full opinion on it.
0: <laughs> I appreciate your full opinion. Uh, it, it is an Olympic sport. It has been part of the Summer Olympics since
1: 1984. I mean, I get... So you watched a documentary on it. Yeah. Um, were you impressed by, like, the like acts? I don't really know what they do. Uh, I assume they're, like, doing stuff... In synchrony. Uh, <laughs> but I don't, I don't really have a good, like, reference for this. Um, I didn't like, either. Was it, like, I, impressive?
0: Yes. I was very impressed, and I came away because, just like you, I don't know anything about synchronized swimming. Like, all I know is, okay, it's a bunch of people. They're moving in tandem. I get it. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but I came away f- from that documentary thinking, like, wow, that is a very impressive sport um the the things that these people primarily women i don't know if there even is men synchronized swimming or not but like like these women that were featured in the documentary like they were putting themselves through hell uh training and going through all these things so like there was a point in the documentary where they're going through all these various injuries uh that they've had uh in synchronized swimming and like in the head in your head you're Just like, well, what could possibly what what could you hurt yourself doing synchronized swimming in? But a bunch of them had had a shitload of concussions because they had been kicked in the head by other girls that were participating in their team. Uh, A lot of them had like torn shoulders from like throwing people. It was just a litany of all these different injuries.
1: Yeah, that's I would not I wouldn't I wouldn't I would not uh, peg that as like an injury ridden sport or even at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, especially when you think of like it's primarily underwater and like how easy that is on your joints but they were going through their injuries and and uh it was pretty substantial i i was surprised but the main reason and it's not because i wasn't impressed by the athleticism of what it took to actually participate in this sport but the thing that kind of just struck me is synchronized swimming being the least rewarding sport is because you're always part of a team doesn't matter how good you are if the rest of your team is awful you are not going to be any good at this particular thing so it's like totally unlike your traditional team sport of soccer or baseball or basketball where like an individual can still excel even if they're part of a less than stellar team so there's no real reward uh, in that regard, you're never going to become the most famous synchronized swimmer in the entire world because your whole job is to blend in and not stand out from the rest of your teammates. Uh, it just struck it struck me as a completely thankless and, and uh, very very uh, not rewarding uh, line of of sport to to dedicate yourself to.
1: Yeah, I mean, like that that makes like I think some of these like. Sports, they get like at least endorsements. I don't know, like maybe their team gets endorsements or something.
0: I mean, like the closest equivalent from what I can tell to synchronized swimming is you could either say figure skating or gymnastics. But because those are like individuals or duos doing it, they're getting a lot more notoriety and like they can come out of it with like sponsorships. I have never ever heard of a sponsorship deal being given to an entire synchronized swimming team.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a, <laughs> I mean that, that that's a fair pick. Cross country still the fucking worst sport. I feel better about my pick <laughs> now that you brought up synchronized swimming. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's also a, a fair pick as well. I but that said, I would I would absolutely watch a synchronized swimming like match if it was on like the Olympics. I would totally check it out. As a like, I would never watch track and field. Really cool. You know, but like I would never watch a cross country match. I don't care who can run the fastest, like you know, seven mile or twelve mile thing. Um, it's just it's too drawn out. There's there, you know, like there's no like part of it that's like exciting. Um, it's too long. Whereas synchronized swimming, you're getting you're at least like good at something. And it's probably how long do they do it for? It's like four or five minutes.
0: I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. like your, your typical beautiful. routine is something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. A lot of big smiles. Just to, so to note to the audience, soccer was a very far second choice. I get that there's rewards. <laughs> um, yeah, pissed off a lot of just soccer just people. For me, there. like I, I, was trying to think of something and I couldn't. Like, and then like I, I me, mean, I just remembered my cross country experience from high. Uh, it was the dumbest sport. Uh, very little reward at all. You're not going to improve enough to ever get you know anywhere in the ranks. I'll hold to not it. now. Not, like that's not a bad. That's
0: not a bad pick, but uh, yeah. but I do think that there's more upside potentially getting involved in cross country than than synchronized swimming.
1: Yeah, I mean, I if, I if you're you, real good. Yeah, I mean, like like the best, like the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's like one good cross country person. And that's it, and you're never gonna beat them.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's all right, and that's and still still better odds of. Uh, of making something out of yourself that way than you you would be in synchronized swimming, I guess. But uh, let's move on to the (laughs) pro wrestling match that we're going to talk about here today. What do you say, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I am uh, ready.
0: So just to set the stage a little bit. So I know that we've talked about this a little bit here and there. I don't think this is a big spoiler just because we've, again, mentioned it already on the podcast. But back in 2001, uh, professional wrestling in the United States experienced its biggest shift ever within the span of just a couple of weeks. You remember 2001, don't you, Ryan?
1: I Great year, yeah.
0: Uh, in March of 2001, uh, AOL Time Warner, uh, which is the parent company of WCW. You, you loved WCW, your old TNT wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so AOL Time Warner, who owned WCW, they made the decision they did not want pro wrestling on their network anymore. So uh, really? the reason, yeah, yeah, they they decided that for a couple reasons. One, it had been losing money, uh, mainly due to bad creative decisions and, and poor business decisions, and they just kind of wanted to move in a different direction with their programming.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but. Historically, it had done very good ratings, but, you know, WCW towards the end uh, was beginning to to tank, which if you need an example of what we mean by that, feel free to listen into our graveyard match episode uh, featuring the Kiss Demon versus Vampiro.
1: I have have a CD right here. That's true.
0: He has a DVD uh, of that very match sitting in his apartment as we speak. Uh, Feel free to listen back to our critique of that episode. It was fucking silly. So anyway, that was towards the end of WCW's run. That's not what killed it, but, uh, you know, it's sort of emblematic of what WCW was towards the end. Uh, so as luck would have it, when AOL is looking to, to sell uh, WCW, they ended up selling all the assets belonging to WCW to Vince McMahon. We know about Vince McMahon now, don't
1: we? Yeah, I, I'm great guy.
0: XFL fame, uh, a lot of successful business decisions, (laughs) including the XFL. Uh, But yeah, so they sold it to the only human being in the United States or probably even the world uh, who knew what to do with a professional wrestling company, which was Vince McMahon. He purchased his biggest competition for $2.5 million in what was probably the biggest heist in the history of professional wrestling. That happened on March 26th. 2001 2.5 million dollars for a pro wrestling company
1: um what are they worth now what w what wwe yeah
0: <laughs> oh geez uh i mean look i don't know what they're worth right now they are publicly publicly traded oh are uh, they <laughs> They are publicly traded, yes. Um, so they're on the stock, but you could buy WWE stock right now. <laughs> this year, they are poised to have the largest single year of revenue that they have ever had on account of their television contracts. Uh, I think it's somewhere in the billions.
1: Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> so, again, like, less than 20 years ago, he bought his only competition, well, not his only, but his major competition, his main competition, he bought them for $2.5 million. So, the only thing, the reason that he got it for so cheap is because um, Turner, TNT, TBS, whoever you want to refer to him as, um, they didn't want wrestling on their network. So now you have a, a wrestling company that doesn't have any television rights. And so nobody wanted to shop around and go through all that shit. So he basically bought all of the talent, all of the assets that they had, rings, that sort of thing. Um on the cheap and their film library, which was probably the most valuable thing for him at that time, because he was looking to start up his own network, which eventually they would do with the WWE network.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, he literally got like thousands of hours of content for his wrestling network, which again, nobody else knew what the fuck that they wanted to do with that, but it worked out very well for him. So that happened at the end of March, 2001. Um, And just so you know, actually, let me, Bear with me for one moment. I'm going to grab our our little whiteboard. So I remember not to make another episode one reference, but uh, since we're on the Tim Duncan train, we might as well keep that going. So you, my friend. Holy shit. I didn't realize it was quite like this. Episode one of this very podcast, you
1: were clamoring
0: over TNT wrestling.
1: uh, Fact or fiction? I mean, it was de- in fact, but like, the ep- yeah, I mean, probably most episodes.
0: Yeah, because that's like what you think back to when yeah. you were used youth, yeah. there was pro wrestling. Um, do you happen to know, Ryan, how many uh, TNT, well, to, I know that it, that's not technically accurate, but how many WCW TNT wrestling matches we have watched so far? Three. You are correct, as, as oh, a matter no. of fact. We have watched three. Did you know? Because I actually didn't until I started looking at it right now. Did you know that all three of those matches are at the absolute bottom of our list right
1: now? <laughs> are they well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of makes sense. Um, well, hold, but hold up. Were you able to like just like look at that board and tell which like ones were on TNT?
0: Yes.
1: Okay, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean TNT wrestling. While well, like I knew of it, and that's what I knew of wrestling. I never, I it wasn't great. <laughs> even at even when I was like eleven.
0: <laughs> I mean, I will say of the three, two of the three absolutely belong to be at the bottom. Okay. Flair versus Sting. I don't know why that. Landed so low on this list, but it, it but it is. It's so at the very bottom. It's Steiner's versus the Harlem Heat, which was actually broadcast on TNT. Then it's Vampiro versus Kiss Demon, uh, the number fourteen spot. Uh, that was a pay per view match, but again, it was with WCW. And then Flair versus Sting was again another WCW pay per view match. So you know, just to not not to split hairs, but technically only one of them actually aired on on TNT. But I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. So. I just wanted to to point that out. I thought it was an interesting little tidbit how your childhood, very brief nostalgia that you have for it, um, has really not paid dividends in, in the rankings at this point.
1: I didn't expect it to.
0: <laughs> well, you're a man of science, and that's, yeah. that's really what we're here to do, is is science work. We're yeah. crunching the numbers, we're yeah. filling the beakers with various science fluids, and we're really uh, tabulating the the numbers scientifically. Yeah, yeah. So that's WCW. Uh, Meanwhile, another company that we've watched a couple matches from, uh, the other United States wrestling company, ECW, they officially folded on April 4th, so of that same year, of 2001. So within a two-week span, three companies that were fairly good-sized professional wrestling companies in the United States, they were all on pay-per-view, three of those companies were whittled down to just one. So WWE essentially bought both of their competitors within the span of 2 weeks. Are you in the Are you getting something from the fridge? I'm here. <laughs> Did you hear what I said Ryan about ECW?
1: Yes, three of them were whittled down within 2 weeks. <laughs> okay, good.
0: So <laughs> we're going to talk more in the future about some of the events around that time period. But probably the most important part, as far as our episode here today of this scenario, is that this created an immediate void in pro wrestling. So if somebody was resourceful enough and somebody played their cards right, they could immediately become the second biggest pro wrestling company in the United States, which in and of itself is not necessarily a bad spot to be in if you could, you know, pull it off. Uh, And so just over a year, after WCW closed up shop, that's exactly what happened. So it took about a year for another company to um, fill that void. Now, before we talk about that company, I want to test something out with you, Ryan. I do have a theory yeah. that I would like to validate if you're up for it. Yeah, I am. Perfect. So we've we've seen the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation. We've seen World Championship Wrestling, WCW. We've even seen ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, let's say off the top of your head, Ryan. I know you're a big idea man. What was the nickname you came up for Tim Duncan earlier?
1: The Alamo. The Alamo.
0: Yeah, the Alamo. Thank you. The Al- the Alamo. I think I know that your creative juices are running at their apex right now. I can already I can already sense it. So let's say that a billionaire comes to you, Ryan, and he says, "I want to start." a wrestling promotion, what's the name that you pitch to that billionaire, Ryan?
1: <sighs> I mean, I have to start with a W. I mean, it does, so it doesn't have to. No, it but does. You can, no, it but does. as we
0: read, like... read through those different options, you can kind of sense a pattern there. They all will at least include W. Two out of the four start with w but they all have w's in there for wrestling as it as it turns out ah
1: i mean this was the question you really should have prepped me with like not (laughs) what's the least rewarding sport um ah, jesus christ um i mean I have so many ideas for this sport, but like I don't like you want me to peg a name on this right now? Do you want me to like like some sort of acronym for it? like
0: yeah, I mean yeah, I mean an acronym, a name, et cetera. just whatever read, off the top read, of your head.
1: Can, can you just read back what you like read me like what were the four again? Yeah.
0: Okay, so the four the four here are the World Wrestling Federation, uh, World Championship Wrestling, Extreme Championship Wrestling, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I can I can name others too if you need it, but uh, I don't want to overcomplicate things for you.
1: <laughs> oh boy, um, I maybe something around like the United like Wrestling Confederation or something like that, like the UFW. You
0: okay? So UWF is what you're saying. United Wrestling Federation.
1: So I, I mean, I, I like, it yeah, maybe, maybe something like that.
0: There was definitely a UWF in history, so yeah, I mean that that matches up.
1: Oh, perfect. Okay, so yeah, that's so not a that. name at all.
0: <laughs> that checks out. I mean, yeah, it, it might fall under copyright, but I, so the the reason I'm asking you this <laughs> is because I wanted to see what a non-wrestling fan who knows very little about pro wrestling within the span of two minutes, what they would come up with as far as a name for a wrestling company and what you thought of Ryan was actually substantially better than what ended up actually happening. So this company that we're going to be watching here today that started about a little over a year after WCW went out of business, uh, their name, they did not go with the UWF. Unfortunately, the United wrestling federation they actually chose t n a
1: yeah Uh, what happens when i look up tna
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, only good things so i know i know ryan you're an innocent church going lad
1: But, uh but
0: allow me to to kind of set the stage for you so tna traditionally has stood for tits and ass no t- parlance of our times uh-huh. yeah so so <laughs> i know that you're you're shocked to yeah. hear this but in this case tna does not stand for tits and ass it stands for total non-stop action are you looking something up right now
1: yeah just when i i was just when, when was this the early 2000s 2002 Oh, doesn't too yeah. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, but I think it fits right in uh, with what I would expect, like uh it to be, you know, someone to come up with. It doesn't really fit, but if, you know, it uh, it makes. I, okay, it doesn't fit it, but it makes sense. It just, I, you know.
0: So I mean, here here's what I would say around the name TNA TNA wrestling. So, one, it's pretty difficult for advertisers to feel comfortable with that name, (laughs) to attach themselves to TNA Wrestling, Uh, or for just the general public to take it seriously at all. Because you have to imagine, like, if you say, oh, I'm going to go watch WWF, or I'm going to go down to Key Arena and, and watch the WWF today, like, okay, sure, that sounds fine. But if you tell somebody who has no idea what you're talking about, I'm going down to the showwear center to watch TNA. They're yeah. going to look at you fucking weird and think that you're a creep
1: and a pervert. So, I get okay, but when they came up with this was 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 TN is TNA always just been a thing tits and ass like or is that like something that like when they when they came up with this name did they know this was in place and they just tried to like yes. Okay. All right, guys. It, it was a
0: play off of that phrase.
1: I, I don't was, know the so web. It, it was a play off of this phrase.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're intentionally trying to sort of capitalize off of what people assume TNA is, and so okay. and in their early years, especially, they did sort of focus a lot on like sexual storylines and like stupid, yeah. like really, really raunchy, not funny comedy skits that were just dumb.
1: Okay,
0: like got the it. worst parts of pro wrestling were what they did in a lot of cases. And they would have, like, go-go dancers. Now, to make it really, really clear, they were not exclusively, like, women wrestlers. They weren't just featuring women who were wearing, like, bikinis. It was men and women both wrestling. It was, basically, it was just like every other wrestling company, but just very poorly executed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what Um, I remember about TNT Wrestling, too. (laughs) TNA
0: makes wcw look like shakespeare in in many ways but um the re the reason that i'm giving you all this information around tna uh, is because while tna did have a lot of really good matches and a fair share of decent moments over the years largely they are known for being a complete shit show for their entire existence Uh, and so this match here today is our first match that we'll be watching from tna wrestling
1: I, I'm excited now. Now, now I'm pumped. This is the exact. I I love this kind of like dramatic train wreck type of shit. Just on anything. So good. Uh, I'm pumped.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna set a little bit more of of background for you before we talk. Very briefly about the match. There's really not a whole lot of backstory. This is not a Macho Man Hulk Hogan type of situation. But a couple of things I'll just point out before we actually start watching it. One. The arena is going to look a little bit different than what we've seen before. So most like, of the matches that we've seen have been pretty good-sized arenas. I know we've seen some of the Memphis stuff where it was a little dirtier and dingier, but for the most part, these have been you know several thousand-seat arenas. This is not going to be
1: that. Not a high school gym with no one in there.
0: Not a, not an empty high school gym. This is actually going to be at a soundstage at Universal Studios in Orlando. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So they were essentially like a an attraction at Universal Studios. They they aren't they don't tape there anymore, but for a number of years they did. Uh, well, one other big cosmetic difference that you'll probably notice um, <laughs> when you think a wrestling ring, you probably think of a four sided square. Yeah, they do not have that.
1: Um, <laughs> their
0: ring is six sided,
1: like an octagon. Well, an octagon's a
0: similar idea,
1: yeah. But no
0: cage. Okay. It's it's so it's it's a wrestling ring where it has the three ropes on on all, all the different corners and stuff. But instead of broken up into four corners, it has six corners.
1: Okay, what do you six, call that?
0: Uh, a sextagon? I, I'm pretty sure. A cool TNA. That makes okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. They never refer to it as the sextagon, which is probably the worst. They really fucked up on that, yeah. But yeah, they should have called it the sextagon. But you know, Uh, which I think you'll find the matches look, as a general rule, more awkward uh, in a six-sided ring. And apparently, from what I've uh, heard, the bumps, the the falls to the mat are more painful because there's less give to it because it's broken up into six sides. So doesn't really matter in this match, but just a little quick aside. Okay. Uh, So overall, if I had to summarize TNA, especially back at this point in time, uh, you remember Malta Meal? No. So Malta Meal, if you're in the cereal aisle at your local grocery store, Malta Meal is the bags of cereal that are like knockoff brands of Captain Crunch and whatnot. Uh, TNA was a Malta Meal version of
1: WWE. (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm. I'm hoping this is a highly rated match.
0: I should have just led with that. I could have saved myself a lot of time. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit about the match. I'm just going to really quickly bullet point uh, the main things that you need to know. So first, this match took place in July of 2009. So at this point, they'd actually been around for about seven years or so.
1: It was a great year, yeah.
0: Hell of a year. Yeah. Best year of Ryan Murphy's life. turned. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know how, how old you were. You were a
1: teen. 19.
0: Man, barely legal, Ryan Murphy. That's going to be your new. It was legal, but barely legal, Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. Yeah. Uh, So the storyline behind this, okay, did I skip anything? No. Okay. So the storyline behind this match, there was a faction, a group of dudes known as the Main Event Mafia. It was comprised of all the top bad guys within the company. Uh, It was teased that they had a mysterious financial backer for their group because. If you have a bunch of rich millionaire wrestlers, the one thing they need is a financial backer for no reason at all. Uh, This financial backer turned out to be Jenna Maraska, who longtime fans of the show, the reality TV show Survivor, may remember her as the winner of the 2003 Million Dollar Game. I'm sorry, what was her role in this? She was the mysterious financial backer for the main event Mafia. Oh. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, you know that I'm talking in storyline right now, yes.
1: (laughs) Oh. Okay, go ahead. This
0: is the storyline of the match. The real-life version is, oh, we're just going to bring in this Survivor bitch and have her wrestle one time. She's in this match. She is one of the competitors in this match. To my knowledge, this is her first and only match she ever participated in.
1: Okay. Fuck. I'm a big Survivor fan, so...
0: I know. I think we we talked about that yeah, uh, off one time. But yeah, she, okay. she not only was a participant, uh, but she was a winner, again, of the 2003 show. She she won the Million Dollar Game. Apparently, she's famous. She stripped on the show her and somebody else for, like, peanut butter and chocolate.
1: Yeah, that sounds like 2003 Survivor. <laughs>
0: uh, and just to clarify on this, in case anyone missed it, no... Jenna Maraska had not previously been on TNA wrestling before. No, she had no previous connected to professional wrestling. This was just something that they did to try and get some mainstream attention, which again, she won the 2003 version of the television show Survivor. This match happened in July of 2009. So a really, really topical celebrity to bring in.
1: Good, good on them. A good call. Marketing.
0: I mean, I've found that in a lot of these cases, uh, you know, with reality TV shows, their stars really peak about five years after they're no longer on
1: that program. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: So one of the other members of the main event, Vafia, his name is Booker T. Uh, Booker T coincidentally took place in the worst match of all time, according to Ryan Murphy. He's one half of Harlem Heat. Uh, His wife was a member of the main event mafia and her name is queen charmel so queen charmel and jenna don't get along and so they've decided that they're gonna settle their feud by having a match on pay-per-view with each of them and trainer in their corner and so that is the background of our match here today
1: this is okay good
0: uh, anything? Anything else that you have? Any questions around? Any anything that you think is important for our listeners to know before we jump into our commercial break? Right?
1: No, I I'm excited for the watch here. Um, I was looking at Booker T trying to, <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to let it play.
0: Sure. No, that's uh, Booker T is actually not involved in this at all. Um, it's just his wife.
1: Oh, his oh, it's his wife.
0: Yes. So one. So if you look up Booker T, Harlem Heat, Booker T, or excuse me, Charmel. Harlem Heat versus Steiner Brothers is currently the worst match of all time, according to you. OK. And so now we're going to be watching a match involving his wife, Charmel
1: yeah, versus okay. Jenna Maraska. Good. Good. OK. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we're all set. Again, I will attempt to find a link, which shouldn't be too hard. I think this match is all over the interweb, so I'll try and post that. If you want to watch it along with us, by all means. Otherwise, we will be back in just a few short moments with our thoughts on Queen Charmel versus Jenna Maraska. And Jenna, Jenna looks like a bullfighter. Oh,
1: Sojo goes
0: flying off the apron right onto Kong at ringside as Charmel came charging
1: over to the corner. Well, this definitely gives ginna a big advantage knowing that Sojo's out. Look at Kong relishing in this, enjoying it. Don't know how to
0: describe that. Charmel wants it back. Oh, wow. Kong from outside with the knockout blow potentially here.
1: And is Jenny going to go for the cover and the pin? Well, I think she better take advantage of it while she's got it. Here it is. You talking about okay. the pin? Someone get the video camera. Here's the winner, Jenna
0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. He has continued in his winning ways. Yet another W in the column. What is that? What does that put you at? I know you were at a six and nine (laughs) record going into this episode. Uh, So that would be, well, I guess you just add a one in the winner's column. that puts you at seven and nine, you know, three week win streak, my friend.
1: Working my way right back to 500.
0: To just be perfectly transparent, I had totally written off that you were ever going to get back to a 500 record. I had basically said that that's not going to happen. Um, But here you are. Yeah, You're just too, you're, you're within striking distance. I
1: never roll myself off.
0: <laughs> you, your confidence was shot for a, for a very long time. And now here we are, you're back. You're better than ever.
1: Yeah, Yep. I can just see it now in the matches. I just,
0: so let's go through some of my notes uh, that I made for our match here today. So I got to watch this match twice in the past two days. What a treat for me. Uh, so my first note here: Charmel is wearing a gown to wrestle. That was some interesting, uh, unique attire.
1: Yeah, it looked. It almost looked like it was like pants during the match. Like it it was a dress, but it, I thought it was then pants. It had like uh, like, it a long... like a long
0: a long flap in front of her her front. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, so that she had movement of her legs for wrestle purposes. Uh, but yes, it was a gown—a gown type design. Um, so when our video cut in, it was the entrance of Charmelle. Any thoughts on Awesome Kong?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I, I thought they were on opposite sides. I missed that at first, <laughs> so I didn't think she was on Jenna's side. <laughs> so that was like kind of a turning point in the match. But like, uh, a powerful figure.
0: Yes. <laughs> I think that that's, that's probably the best way of of describing Awesome Kong as a powerful yeah. figure. Um so from there we got to see Jenna Maraska's entrance. Um how would you describe her entrance and specifically her entering the ring Ryan?
1: Yeah, I plus like points on that. Uh she she entered the uh, <laughs> um I don't know how to say this like I it, there was a lot. There was a lot to view in that entrance right there. Um, the, and the cameraman, it's very
0: diplomatic dip, to view, to yeah, say Yeah, that way.
1: The cameraman was all over it, um, closely.
0: <laughs> so I'll, I'll be, allow me, if 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 I might. Um, yeah. So here here are my notes that I that I wrote. Uh, most awkward and least sexy, sexy entrance of all time. <laughs> Literally spreading butt cheeks while camera zooms in. Sharmel is saying, "Ew." Yeah. I did,
1: I missed that part. Didn't she say "ew"?
0: They, they cut a, as she was like, as, as Jenna Maraska, just to set the stage, because I know not everybody's going to watch this. In fact, I would probably implore that most people <laughs> not. But she bends over the rope, no. face down, ass up, Bends over the rope, spreads her butt cheeks—not with her hands necessarily, but as much as you can spread them while like bending over—and then proceeds to like snake slither legs akimbo over the rope. And so, after at, in the middle of this, they cut to Charmel, which upon reviewing was my favorite part of the match because it's just Charmel's reaction of "fucking ew," uh, which was a completely natural reaction to somebody doing that in a ring
1: i mean i didn't that's kind of what i expected like <laughs> from, from the way that you like brought this whole match up and and really like put the whole like put the whole thing together that is exactly what i would expect plus i'm a big you know any champion of survivor fan so it's um, true um well done on her part really yeah. Really uh, put herself out there for that one.
0: I'll try and scrounge up a match with Richard Hatch one of these days. Oh, see yeah. What I can find.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, there's another Survivor guy that got involved in wrestling, Johnny Fairplay. Have you ever heard John- of him? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's a that's a big Survivor name. <laughs> he did not play fair, just so everyone knows.
0: Oh, that's a that's a oh. fucking shock. I think he was actually involved in TNA every now and again. Maybe we can find one of his things. Really? I believe so. Uh, okay, so we start the match. There was some some bad sexy dancing from Jenna Marasca at the very start. Uh, I think she did like the thing where she kissed her finger and then and then tss on her butt because she's so hot. Yeah, uh, there was
1: like a lot of like moving the hips and like the whole of the works. Um, you yeah. know, in the beginning and the end, uh, I think there was a lot of uh, they they really bookended
0: it with uh, with that. Uh, Let's see, going along my notes, terrible offense from Charmel. terrible selling from Jenna. Just a very bad movement all the way around. Uh, My next note, Jenna can't run the ropes. (laughs) So I don't think we've ever actually talked about the mechanics of how this works, because most guys do it so effortlessly, you don't really necessarily notice it. But when you're in wrestling school, what they teach you is if you're running the ropes, Um, When you hit the ropes, you're basically expected to pivot, plant both your feet, and grab hold of the rope with one of your hands. That way, the rope doesn't slide over your head, and also, if the rope breaks, you have something you can hold on to. And so, you'll hit the rope, you'll take three steps across the ring, pivot, do the same thing, over and over until whatever move it is that you're doing. That's how you are supposed to run the ropes. Uh, Jenna did not do that. (laughs)
1: Uh, I didn't notice that at all.
0: There was a point where she actually ran in like a half circle (laughs) through the ring, and instead of hitting the ropes, she would lightly touch the rope and then act as if it was bouncing her off as opposed to actually hitting the rope.
1: Yeah, um, that's a good point. I I did think like the way she utilized the ropes, uh, there's been a lot of bad matches that I've watched, but... They all use like like you said they use the ropes very well. You don't even notice that they're doing it. It's just part of what they do. Yeah,
0: and the ropes legitimately do that spring.
1: Yeah, this was just blatantly like awful on like all fronts. It was just not it was not good at all, and I think anyone who would never watch a wrestling match would be able to see that is pretty uh, pretty glaringly bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's like kids trying to pretend to be wrestler in their in their basement where like they use the walls as ropes so you're just like touching it with your fingers and then you run back at the person that's what it reminded me
1: of yeah but i kind of respect that uh, i kind of respect that (laughs) they didn't overdo it they just they did it poorly and that's what they knew how to do
0: you won't respect rob van dam doing a world record lift while doing the splits but you will respect women (laughs) not hitting ropes I, sometimes it just can't make heads or tails of you ryan but either way we'll continue on in my notes um my next note people paid money to see this
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, well i can see that yeah
0: i i granted it was, probably wasn't just for this it's part of a you know bigger card but still this <laughs> this match actually cost money to view at uh, one point in time uh we got the camel clutch that may have been our first camel clutch we've seen i don't know Uh, here's the part where I remember you actually had a reaction, terrible crossbody followed by no contact slaps.
1: Oh yeah. No, that was, but again, as shitty as it was very well executed. I just, I, the authenticity of it, like to me, (laughs) it it was, it was perfect. So the authenticity
0: of how shitty it was, was very authentic. I will give you that. Uh, We had a little bit of outside interference from Sojourner Bolt on behalf of Charmelle. Even when Jenna kicks out of a pin, it looks shitty. Uh, Here's where Jenna fires up for a big comeback. The worst slaps of all time. Uh, My note says this is like junior high drama class stage slaps, which I remember those. Jenna was on top
1: at the end. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I remember
0: learning stage slaps in in drama class back in junior high, and it was not altogether dissimilar from that.
1: Yeah, it wasn't great. But again, they did it the best they they knew how, so.
0: (laughs) Uh, Next bit, Sojourner Bolt flies headfirst into the guardrail, probably has a concussion. Can you imagine suffering a significant injury for this fucking thing? Uh, My
1: next... This is like, you're... The lowest of the low on your wrestling match. Even like the other wrestling matches, like we've seen, like you were like talking them up the whole time. You are like talking a lot of shit right now.
0: Um, I don't want to color your opinion, but this is maybe arguably the worst match that has ever. For sure, <laughs> it's the worst match that has ever been on pay-per-view. I, I can't imagine there being a worse match that people had to pay money to see. So, so that, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. But again, this is all about your ranking. I'm not trying yeah. to sway your opinion. I'm just providing you with my notes. Uh, to finish out our notes for the match, uh, this is the first time I've ever written or read this sentence out loud. Kong fist, crotch pin...
1: Um was that was that when she took her down at the end?
0: Yeah, so that's when uh so Awesome Kong has Charmel's hair extension. She's waving it in front of her. Charmel's going over there. Kong punches her in the face. Big Kong fist. And then uh Jenna does the very, I don't know, the erotic pin, the the crotch pin. It, what yeah. you want to call it? Yeah. How would you describe that crotch pin?
1: It was it was erotic, absolutely. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I think you just nailed it. I don't think I can describe it any other way. Like All right. Kong going.
0: fist crotch pin, everybody. Kong fist crotch pin.
1: Go ahead. But you you missed the whole like. The, I thought the whole match was going to turn, and this is where I got the match confused when like the the hair extensions came out. Yeah, uh, I thought she was going to get so upset that she was going like, to try to match around. Uh, that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I mean, well, you picked Jen anyway, so you were hoping that that wouldn't happen, correct?
1: I was hoping that wouldn't happen, but I thought it was going to. I thought that was going to be, because she, like, se- I mean, seven, six minutes in, like, it was, you know, going nowhere. Sure. I You know, you could tell it was pretty generic. Like, okay, she beats her ass for six minutes and then the last two, like, She comes back and wins.
0: Yeah, I guess the uh, bit with the hair extension was like part of Jenna's comeback, I guess. I I, I don't know. This match was very weird in terms of how it was laid out. But again, this was one of one of the participants only matches ever. So I guess you got to kind of uh, give them the gaga, so to speak. Uh, So Jenna Maraska successfully pins Charmel with the Kong fist crotch pin. Big celebration. Uh, Jenna is being an idiot. She's, you know, yelling at Kong, etc. Kong gets mad. Uh, another Kong fist, and then a big splash from Awesome Kong onto your girl Jenna Maraska to close things out.
1: What well, does that her? Does that make her a winner, or does that make her...
0: Who, Jenna or Kong? Yeah. Oh. I mean, Jenna well, won the match.
1: Yeah, okay. Just okay. got
0: beat up after the match, that's all. That's, not, that's an unofficial beating. That's not on the record books.
1: And that was her, like manager
0: that was yeah. that was her trainer for the match yeah you could say it was her manager sure
1: okay
0: yeah but uh she was being obnoxious she insisted on climbing on Kong's back Kong was not having it and she started yelling at Kong for uh, no discernible reason just for the sake of being an idiot and then uh to send the, the crowd home happy they did the big bit with Kong splashing her yeah no. So there you go. And that, and that about sums it up. So let's take it to the, let's take it to the ranking. I have a feeling I'm going to not enjoy this part of our episode here today. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's take a look. I, I, again, I'm not swaying you in any particular direction, but let's just kind of zoom in on a particular spot of this whiteboard.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, um, it's not. It's not the last. I respect it for what it is, um, and that's. I don't
0: I know. I can I just say? Week? Can I just fucking say? <laughs> you shit so hard. Over Rob Van Dam, not doing one, but two dives out to the goddamn audience in one fucking match. And yet, throughout this entire fucking thing, well, you know what? I can respect the fact that they are throwing the worst fucking slaps in the entire world. I don't understand you sometimes. It's your ranking. I'm not trying to talk you out of anything. But fuck, I just have no idea where you're coming at some of these matches from.
1: I mean, for, they brought her from Survivor. She's a Survivor champion, Eric. <laughs> a million dollar champion. Yeah. Yes. All right. So mm-hmm. first of all, let's start yeah. there. Okay. Um, you need the again, list, you yeah. just you you take the slaps for what it is. It wasn't great, but it was it was well executed for what it was oh. like. <laughs>
0: That makes no sense. It was the worst executed slaps of all. They made no contact whatsoever with one another. It was little kids pretending to play fight, not even real play fighting. That's pretending sometimes to what wrestling fight. is, Eric. Not any of the wrestling we've watched.
1: <laughs> none of the wrestling matches I've shown I, you, sir. I don't know. I've seen I've seen it, Eric. I've seen it. Haven't. You, you're, you can't even, you're blinded by your fucking love for this shit, Eric. And that's why I'm here. Okay. Do you need the list again, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, okay. I do. All right. It's, okay. Vampire um, versus Kiss Demon. Oh no. I just I'm gonna place it. I'm gonna place it number. It's not high. Don't like. Don't get me wrong. But it's not last. I've okay. seen a worse match. Yeah. But it's. I think there's. Uh, I think it's maybe.
0: I'm just. Get, hold on, before you say anything. I again, you're welcome to make whatever point you want. I have a threshold in my head that if yeah. this match goes above a certain number, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Just tell you right now.
1: <laughs> but again. Well, now I kind of want to test this. Like. <laughs>
0: no, don't, don't uh, test it. Just whatever, whatever you were going to say, say it. But I just I feel inclined that it's important that I disclose that.
1: No, okay. I, I I think I think um, I need to really go back and look at these. I I would I would put it. It's not last, but it's it's right before like Vampiro versus uh, Kiss Demon. Okay. It's Steiner versus Harlem Heat. Like it's not a great match, but like it's not the it's not the worst thing on this list.
0: So it's second to last. You're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I so it's that. it's a so you're you're putting Booker T's wife's match above Booker T's match on our list. So I'm sorry, Steiner yeah. Brothers and Harlem yeah. Heat. You guys are still the worst match of all time. Uh, but we have a new number fifteen in our ranking: Charmel versus Jenna Marasca.
1: It gets fair spot for it.
0: Yeah, I think so. That's okay. I can live with that.
1: I can live where'd with you, that. Where did you think I was going to put it?
0: I thought you were going to bump it above Flair versus Sting, and I was going to, and as not even being a huge Ric Flair fan, I was going to completely take umbrage with it. But uh, uh, I don't have to do that. So
1: hold I'm up, a one more time. I just real quick. Okay, oh, uh, I really need to go back. Yeah, I, this was not going to be highly rated, but like like I said, it's not the yeah. It's it's fine. Not the worst match of all time. One of these days
0: you're gonna rewatch Dinosaur with Harlem Heat, like knowing that it's the worst fucking match on this list, and you're gonna be like, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. (laughs) whenever whenever that day comes that you go back to rewatch, you're like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe maybe you should have an episode where it's just like a rewatch match of like like the and just not replace it, but adjust. Not you know.
0: Uh. I mean, maybe, maybe we'll do that eventually. I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll. Uh, I mean, we'll I am still
1: just, Like this, this is the match you chose instead of like a death match or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't understand like why the death match has to be episode thirty. Like,
0: you got you got to build to it. How could you appreciate a death match until you've seen Jenna Maraska versus Queen Charmel?
1: I don't know how to answer that question.
0: That's that's because you don't have enough wrestling knowledge yet. But once you get to episode thirty and you watch the death match, you're like, "Oh, now I can see why we had to watch Jenna versus uh, Charmel. Now it makes a lot more sense. Now that I have all this wrestling knowledge, uh, yeah. I know I know about sexy wrestling. I know about bad wrestling. I know about all these forms of wrestling. So now all of these sexy bad matches can then." Uh, work their way into my brain, so now I can really appreciate a death match.
1: Oh, okay, that's a- yeah.
0: So we're just educating you on the different forms of wrestling, so then you can see the <laughs> what's widely regarded as the pinnacle of of all of wrestling, which is you know, of course, a death match, which everyone loves. Death matches.
1: Yeah, but I still haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and you you will, you will. Okay. We're, we're right. almost right. there. I'm we're over halfway there. Okay. And don't forget. Not only is there the deathmatch episode coming up, but uh, at an undisclosed place and undisclosed time, there is the kendo stick showdown. We've already yeah. promised our listeners that is happening. I don't know when and I don't know where, but that, that's on the books. Okay. I've I've been in close contact with our af- associate. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll even sit in on an episode and, you know, you can teach them a thing or two about wrestling. You never know. Oh, uh, Yeah. Anything else that you want to say around our match here today, Ryan, before we wrap things up?
1: No. Ten-minute match. I was short, sweet, and sexy.
0: (laughs) Ryan Murphy likes his women just like how he likes his wrestling matches. Short, (laughs) sweet, and sexy. Uh, That might be the quote of the episode. So, uh, with that said, I think it's time... Once again, for Eric's wisdom tree, that time where I impart knowledge that Ryan insists on picking apart every 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 time we ever fucking do this. But let's let's try this out. Let's see if Ryan can pick this one apart. A little bit of wisdom for our audience. <clears throat> this may or may not have come from a recent event in my own household. The best part of replacing your carpeting is that. <laughs> Is that you can wipe all your boogers on the old carpet and then they just take it away?
1: <laughs> that ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> that's hard to argue with. <laughs> um,
0: you know, <laughs> I'm glad you think so. Heather wasn't as impressed by this theory as I was.
1: Uh, uh, that's tough to argue. with. that's a, that's a that's a pretty good one. Um, we have this like carpet. It's just like kind of a. I don't know, 10 by six carpet that just sits on our floor and like, we're getting rid of it. Cause like, it's not great. And like now I just like, if I spill some salsa on it or I need to like wipe my hand a little bit, like, of course, you know, where it's, I could just do it. Right. Mm-hmm. We're getting rid of it. You're replacing your carpet. Like yeah.
0: who need napkins yeah. when you just have an, a carpet that you're getting rid of.
1: Yeah. I don't want to say like I wipe my whole, but you know, like a little bit, like, you know, you yeah, no. I. Fair point. Good coronavirus.
0: Uh, you know, a lot of toilet paper shortages. Who needs toilet paper when you have just the carpet you're getting rid of? Little, yeah,
1: yeah. That's what. Yeah. You
0: dab your penis in the fibers, or you know, wipe your ass you and, in your it, penis. and uh, you got yourself a nice little. Uh, <laughs> your pe- Sometimes you gotta do yeah. a little penis yeah. dab just so you don't get any uh, any squirts in your boxer shorts. Well, fucking said, Eric. Thank you. Yeah. I I am quite a wordsmith. Yeah. Uh, Next episode, I know we try and do a a little teaser for next episode. I don't actually know for sure what match we're going to watch next episode, but I do know, whatever it'll be, it'll be something from New Japan Pro Wrestling, which currently occupy the top two spots in our list. So uh, I'm going to find something. It may not necessarily be from any of the guys that we've seen previously, but we will go watching something from New Japan. Um. Yeah, good. Maybe, maybe in person. Yeah. You never know.
1: Um, I'm not sure where we got this one, but...
0: It came from a place of love. Uh, I knew that you needed a little bit of sex appeal. You needed to sex up okay. your life a little bit, Ryan. So I took it upon myself to uh, sexify you with a little Kong fist crotch pin.
1: I would say the last, like, four to five episodes have been just fucking totally shitty, like, right? Like, Like, pretty bad.
0: What do you
1: the episodes or the matches? No, not the episode. The the matches like have been like like not great at all. I think you've just given I think you've just run a string of like matches that you know are gonna be not great and uh Well let's go to the
0: data. Now that now that you're calling yeah. me out on this, let's find out. I have my Excel spreadsheet right here. Bear mm-hmm. with me for one moment. You think I'm kidding, but I'm actually pulling up an Excel doc with the with the hard Hard mark data. Okay, so you said like the last four or five matches.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably.
0: Uh, yeah, you haven't been in love with them.
1: <laughs> I mean, do you have them on Excel sheet ranked as like what I what I ranked them?
0: Uh, I don't have that. So I mean, oh. I have the whiteboard here, but yeah. um, just kind of going through our list. So if we're going back five, one, two, three, four. so the fifth match ago. That we watched was Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. That's number six.
1: Was that Uh, six?
0: That's currently number six. Yeah. I can
1: see that. I mean, okay. I I remember that episode. It wasn't like great, but it wasn't bad.
0: You loved the ending. You loved the ending with the kendo stick. That's that's To get hit with a kendo stick.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That might have been it. Okay.
0: Yeah. And you liked the unconventional grappling. It was almost more like a fight than a, than a wrestling match. There were there were bits that you really enjoyed. but So there was that one. And then since then, it was Hulk versus Ultimate Warrior, which you just fucking loved. Uh, then it was RVD versus Bam Bam Bigelow, which is number seven. Uh, you shit on it, but you still ranked it at least somewhere in the middle. Uh, Terry right. Funk versus Jerry Lawler, which is number eight. And then uh, Jenna versus Queen Charmel. So it wasn't as, as bad as you make it sound.
1: Okay, they're just mid-range.
0: Yeah, there hasn't been anything in the top, the top portion in a bit. But we'll see if we can change that up next. Uh, next episode again, it'll be something from New Japan. Uh, I don't know what yet, but something. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: But That's- if you're in the mood for something, you know that'll that'll maybe be a top three. Uh, I can try and facilitate that.
1: Just, just, just yeah, do something. Uh, I. It's been a while, not that, that, even that Rousey match, like there, there was something that like bumped it up that high.
0: It was the kendo stick. You just love yeah. the fucking kendo stick. Okay, it might've... turned you on. Is it was a little bit of sex appeal? That a
1: little,
0: little yeah. bit of paint with your pleasure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it for this uh, episode of the hard mark podcast. I appreciate everybody taking time to, uh, download stream, etc., cetera, etc. cetera, et cetera. Um, and as always, I'm going to forget what our outro line is, but I'm going to pull up a note to remind myself that in fact, our outro line <laughs> is
1: gonna pull up a word document.
0: It's a fucking oh, here we go. Okay, I found it. Uh, <laughs> if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody.
1: You just don't jack up a dock every day.